Yup, this is Caesar Walker, the cool, calm, collected one, and I'm joined by Ronnie Gatry, the emotional one. And we are the Tipping Point Podcast, your source for sophisticated ignorance, intellectual stupidity, and well-articulated nonsense. And there they are. There they are. We want to shout out our listeners, those who've been supporting us from the get-go, as well as new listeners. If you're listening to us via Apple, uh, please rate the podcast, uh, leave a review. Uh, Let us know that you rock with the podcast. Hopefully, you're enjoying what you're hearing so far. Uh, If you're listening to us via SoundCloud, we would love for you guys to follow us there. Um, Also, you have the opportunity to comment on those episodes that you are enjoying particularly. So please do that. And uh, Spotify listeners, we want to salute you as well. You can follow us. We're also on other major streaming platforms as well. So be on the lookout. Gatry, we have a website that lists all of that uh, streaming platforms as well as social media platforms. What's that website, sir? It is the tippingpoint.com. That's T-H-A tippingpoint.com. Thank you, sir. And with that, let's get started with episode 56. Five, six. 56. Well, here we are, man. How, how are you, man? Man, Walker, I couldn't be any better. Why is that? Because I had my folks in the building last night, man. All my folks. Who's all your folks? Uh, you know, a bunch of black people. Okay. <laughs> you know how comfortable you have a lot of You have a lot of black friends, huh? <laughs> Tons. <laughs> Nah, man, uh, it was good having you and your wife over to my mom's. Gat had me, Gat's mom invited me, my wife, over for dinner. Yeah, and finally made it happen. Our um, religious listeners know that uh, I've kind of been flirting with this for a while, but uh, I guess all the stars aligned and we were able to make something happen under a short time frame at that. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, thank y'all for accommodating. And uh, Walker, I had my visions for how this would go and, uh, it didn't go the way I wanted it to go. I don't mean that in a bad way, but, um, it, it actually went a lot better than I thought, but I've been dying here, Walker. I've been dying. I've been dying to hear your observations from last night. You were, you were in the, in the Gats den, I guess you can call it. Gats den. And, and I know, I know how you are, Walker. You observe a lot. <laughs> So, so if you could for uh, for me and the listeners, just just tell us your viewpoints about last. First, night. Uh, I would like to say hello, Mama Gat. <laughs> um, no, she's cool. She's definitely cool. Very hospitable. Um, your your dad is exactly what I thought I would picture. Really? Yeah, yeah. I I figured f- the way you talk about your mom and how you are like you pretty much are a spawn of your mom. I figured your dad was reserved. Yes, and he is. Yes. Um. So yeah, I I had that nailed. I thought your mom. I don't know from the way you talk about your mom and how extra I, you know, you're extra. Uh, your mom was pretty relaxed and chill last night. To really? Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought she was pretty relaxed. I mean, yeah, I could see it. Compared but... to me, you thought she was relaxed. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that means I'm extra, extra. You're very extra. You are. Sorry. Yeah, yeah I, I, you are. That is very true. But you was even kind of chill last night. I thought was I? Yeah. You was kind of chill last night. You don't think you was? You thought I, I you don't was know. turned up? I don't, well, no, I wasn't turned up. Yeah, you was kind of chill. Yeah. Because think about it. We do podcasts, and, dude, you you blow up my phone like, I hope you're ready for me when <laughs> you, you get in cook. here. <laughs> yeah, like, I get those all the time. 
Might I add Can I joke on you real quick Absolutely So Gat Is trying to coordinate everything Earlier in the week Right <laughs> So I already told Gat um, I already told Gatry That We were down We were coming to Because basically He wanted me to confirm Check with my wife Were we coming So he sends me a text The next day And was like Hey You guys are juicing Are you sure you're okay And I'm thinking to myself So <laughs> You think me and my wife didn't discuss this <laughs> already? So, so, so of course I start instead of telling him, "Yeah, we're good." I proceeded to troll you. <laughs> you are so easy to troll. When when there are sensitive, emotional people who are at my disposal, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the who blues. grips the mic and likes to kill their friends. That's fine. <laughs> so can't go. <laughs> Finish him. Come on, Walker. I mean, I mean come on. <laughs> Don't delay this any longer. Just come on, come on with it. He was like, so here I got the text here. Are y'all just gonna take a break from juicing? <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, you sold me on mom making making homeland food. Food Bahamian, right? Right. Are you gonna take a break from juicing? <laughs> I go, nah. She got any Bahamian juicing recipe? <laughs> so I just want to know when you read that. When you read that, when you read that, what went through your mind? I know you was just <laughs> You want to be you want me to be Yeah, honest. I want you to be this is the podcast. My, like, let's my, go. My initial knee-jerk emotional response was, let me see if my mom can make some, <laughs> make some island-inspired smoothies to accommodate. You're juicing dietary efforts. <laughs> what? This went better than I thought. <laughs> Does she have any Bahamian so, juicing recipes? Well, I, my, my mom, my and and I get this from my mom, but you well, are so easy to troll. But we're accommodating. And Walker, oh Walker, let me get this out, okay? This is me thinking of my guy. That's you. <laughs> Just, I mean, trying to be a friend, like because I, I know. At first, I was like, "Dang, Ronnie, you're such an imbecile!" Like, you know, this guy and his wife have been doing these juice uh, cleanse things, and you're gonna invite him over in the middle of that to have food that's non-juiced. Like, what kind of what kind of jerk are you? Get, get. This is the internal conversation I had with myself. Okay, okay. But I would have called you a jerk already by then. <laughs> that, that's what you don't know about me is it that I would say would you call me a jerk? <laughs> it's harder. <laughs> <laughs> you heard Drake. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, why are you? Why are you? Why are you taking shots at me for being considerate? I'm just laughing at that. No, you sent me. So you. What, okay, you, this you, back, over, you, over you let me. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Oh my god, I was having a ball. I couldn't wait to see what you came back with. So you came back with with a gift. <laughs> yeah. Showing a little, little attitude. Little, little kid rolling his eyes or whatever. Yeah. Little, little spice. <laughs> a little spice. So what 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 transpired after you you went through I, your at that point, trying to accommodate and then point, you was like, wait a minute. I knew you were trolling me. So I was like, okay, <laughs> he's got me. You said so Should I ask her I was Dude Serious Are you serious So now I'm counter trolling I don't know if you picked up on that Okay yeah. I didn't So now I'm counter trolling Which I must have done a good job If you didn't pick up that I was Okay So I'm like okay Two can play this game Okay Gotcha <laughs> 
You taught me well, Walker. Touche. So, um, speaking of two playing this game, let me jump in. Okay, jump on so, in. So, listeners, um, in addition to our, you know, my mom inviting Walker and his wife over, uh, Walker texts me Friday. I think it was after this text. And he was just like, "Hey, man, no, this is Saturday." He's like, "Hey, man, what's everybody wearing?" Of course, Walker would ask that. So I was like, dude, you know, and I'm paraphrasing. I was like, dude, relax. I'm talking like, I know our crew is going to be in jeans and T-shirts, right? So um, he's like, you need to respond back just because you're, you're dirt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hate that, Walker. Like, just give me a thumbs up or something. <laughs> it's just like, you just leave me out there. I mean, it's just like the wild wilderness. And I'm just like, man. Is, <laughs> did he get the text? Did he? But anyway. Did you hit by a truck? Right. Gotcha. Right. So um, <laughs> so I send him that boom boom, no big deals, nothing formal, t-shirt, jeans at the max, you know. So this guy, this guy comes to the door. Your wife was dressed very nice. Let, let me add that. Um, but then it then it's him, and I mean like, all you were missing was a catwalk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, really? Like this is what you're gonna wear? What I had on. A t-shirt and jeans. No, no. So I did. No. So I did. I had no. a jacket on too. Keep going. That no, wasn't that wasn't any jacket. That was Givenchy. That was <laughs> I pronounced that wrong too, did I? Yes, you did. But dude, you were decked out like like you you were dressed like you were about to step out. And I'm like, man, this is so extra. Why are you like that? Why am I extra yeah. of all people? Yeah. <laughs> There's a mirror in between us, but yeah, I'm asking. <laughs> Yeah, I see myself, but I'm talking to you. Now, I mean, I'm just doing something nice. I had on tennis, I had on sneakers, jeans, and a t-shirt. Oh, okay. Don't try to downplay this walker. That's what it was. You were dressed to kill, if we're being honest about it. Okay. I was just like, I'm going to tell him t-shirt and jeans so he'll take it easy. And I did. You didn't take it easy. I wore exactly what you said. <laughs> it was cold outside. No, you took what I said and you took it up a notch. I actually you said, you know what? Let me wear designer t- uh, jeans and designer tee. And so Levi's is designer? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Walker, you just, you never cease to amaze me. In never. what regard? Just like I'm always conscious of what I wear when I go out. I know, but do you? And ever, I'm meeting your mom for the first time. I'm making I'm making good impressions here. Do you ever just wear anything normal? I don't wear anything normal at all. I'm, that was a question for you. You can't repel that with a question. But do you, do you ever just step out? I like, think I do. What are your pajamas? I don't. I really don't have. <laughs> what pajamas. are they? Gucci. No, Givenchy. <laughs> of course they are. <laughs> I'm just like, this guy can't be normal. You just cannot be normal. Even in a normal circumstance, you can't be normal. You have to be extra. I'm not against it. I like what you had on, but I was just like, guy, you had to go watch on too. What are you trying to do here? I did not have on a gold watch. Now you're throwing sauce on it. You had some gold on. You had your, you it had was your not chain gold. on. You had your chain. It was a dog tag. You did have a dog tag. Dang it. Come on. Work with me here, Walker. I'm trying to roast you. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. We're providing content. Yes, it was a gold chain and gold watch. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just taking it back. I like what you had over there. I was like, I'm just extra. Yeah, I like, come on, guy. Really? Hey, I, I'm sorry, man. Don't apologize. You're you. I'm just, I'm just trying to call you out about it. Anyway. Thanks for coming over, man. Uh, <laughs> After all, <laughs> yes. As, as I was telling Walker, I talked to my mom for about twenty minutes this morning. We're recording on a Sunday, and um, 
I told you, man, this is my mom's love language. Like, I'm sure my mom got no sleep last night because she was just so excited. I mean, really? if she could have, she would have had y'all there at 2 a.m. I mean, at, at the earliest. So, no, your, your mom's a lot of fun, though. It was, it was great. It was great talking with with your parents. And we also had other guests over as well. Yes. And um, you can you can talk about. Uh, yeah, we this had, couple. had uh, close friends of the family, Dr. Cedric Harris and uh, Miss Cedric, Miss Cedric, Miss Deborah Harris. Here you go. Um, these are. I don't I don't think I don't have official godparents because, you know, I, I think my parents went through that process with me. But if I had, they'd, they'd be like top on the list. Gotcha. Um, their son's my best friend, and I've known him since I was four, as you heard last night. Right. But Miss um, uh, Harris serves as, as a uh, counselor, and uh, she was very inquisitive about the podcast. And I, I got to say, Walker, when the opportunity presented itself last night, you stepped up to the challenge, you leaned in, and, I mean, you made some maybe somewhat generalized questions uh, morph into – a very, very uh, entertaining conversation. That's what will. we do, bro. Yeah, man. But you were just natural with it. Like, it, listeners, to give you context, um, I, I, we, we were talking about infidelity. You right. know, we were very high level with it. And Walker made made a comment that uh, was misconstrued by Miss Harris, mm-hmm. and then it was like Let's it was go. off to the races. And it wasn't, it wasn't a debate, but it was just like. Um, it was a it was a presentation of intellect right as i like to say right and i could just i could just sense your body language like seriously dude you you took your Givenchy off and you leaned in (laughs) (laughs) i put that on a cedar hanger too by the way i hear that's what you do with designer threads okay (laughs) so uh Took the last one that you had in the yeah. house. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got oh, you. Yeah. Took it out the plastic too. Um, <laughs> but no, man. Um, I don't know if you want to talk talk more about what we talked about, or if you just want to keep it. We keep high it high level. level. Okay. We keep it high level because it, it it was good for his moment. Yeah, and because to your point, you said Mr. Harris chimed in on on like his experiences. Yeah, and his line of work because it's funny how doctors can serve as like. I guess counselors on the slot on the on the side because you have to dive into people's history and right. that 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 gives context into where people are. Sure. And so you were saying how he's usually pretty tame and quiet he's when usually, it comes to these moments. So even he chimed in. And it was one even your dad chimed in on some stuff. So right. it was a conversation where everybody was into it. Oh yeah. And it was almost like a miniature podcast in the conversation, which was, which was great. And I think that's a big part of why we all enjoy it. Like even going home, me and my wife was talking about, Y'all continue. yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I brought my wife into some of the conversation mm-hmm. because she was, uh, she was kind of off with our kids and another friend that was there uh, mm-hmm. at my mom's house. But um, she was even intrigued as drained as we, we are. Right. And um, she was even, able to shed light about how being in the medical or being being a physician or whatever how like you said you do inadvertently become a counselor because you're hearing so much my, my wife dealing primarily with children right she she gets a lot of information from her, the the client's parents gotcha. a lot of it's yeah. personal a lot of it's tangled you know so right. Um, but yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it was just a great convert. It was just a great time. The food was great. Okay. Uh, my first experience with Bahamian food. Oh goodness. Um, it wasn't as spicy as I thought. Really? I, okay, it, mom, if you're listening, it wasn't as spicy <laughs> as I thought. And and I was I was kind of concerned after I told you that because I was like, everyone's spicy is different. True. And so I'm telling a Bahamian woman, make it spicy. 
should should I should I bring some medicine? Right. You know, you expect them to be fl- flame throwing. Well, I wasn't sure. Okay. Right. You yeah. know what I mean. And so um, it it wasn't it wasn't because even as I've gotten older, I still like spicy food, but I know my body doesn't really like the real spicy stuff my yeah. body was like dude you need to chill right you know what i mean so i don't i didn't know how far she was willing to take it now nah, mom was pretty conscious about it um yeah. you know yeah having family having that side of family in nassau you know spicy foods are just like it's, it's a part of what we do right so um it, it it can definitely get a lot hotter than she made it last night right but she just didn't I mean, she didn't want to rub anybody the wrong way. Gotcha. So, gotcha. You know. No, we're we're pretty. I'm pretty open to it, but okay. I, I at least want to be able to taste my food. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. That's 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 my only thing. If I can taste it, I can live with the the, the consequences. Gotcha. gotcha. Um. But yeah, no, great food, great great fellowship. We had a great time. Good man. Mom's cool. Um. Yeah, man. I appreciate y'all coming through. Like for real, it meant a lot to me. Good. So, yeah. good, good deal. No, no, no. We had a great time. My wife had a great time. Yeah, it was it was dude. good. It yeah. was good. Cool. It was good. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Walker, let me ask you a question. I thought about this. Whoa, here yeah. we go. <laughs> and it kind of goes with what we're talking about, but um, we talked about Dr. Harris earlier. He's a retired gynecologist, right? Or okay. OBGYN. Okay. Um, and, you know, he talked about how, <laughs> I don't know another way to say this, so please forgive me, but he talked about how a lot of his clients open up to him. Oh, boy, here we go. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> But you know, I, I was, <laughs> I was, I was thinking about it this morning uh, at at five something a.m. and I was like, I was thinking about the what times? time five something a.m. Like the thing is like five oh eight, a little late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. later than normal. <laughs> um, but I was like, I was thinking about the times that I've gone to get examined and your OBGYN. Well, not my OBGYN, but whatever the me- I, I guess my my PCP handles that most of the time. Okay, but um, I've never thought. <laughs> When it gets to that point of the visit to start opening up and I mean, I I don't have anything to share really, but it's just like, for me, it's like, I'm ready to get past that part. Everyone is, I would think. Yeah, but it's like the last thing I'm thinking about is, you know, you know what, doc? (laughs) Listen, man, shout him out too, because it's like, as a male, you know, outside of... Because we joked about this Because right. you was like You had 200 reasons why At 14 you wouldn't want to be uh, A gynecologist Right Right, right. Um, At but, 37 I couldn't give you many reasons <laughs> I can still give you those same 200 reasons right. Immature reasons right Right But it's just Yo like yeah, I mean, What makes you want to Because I'm pretty sure You run across people Who have some issues Sure So I'm just like What You know What keeps you going What keeps you going <laughs> right. Other than the, the The direct deposit Right Right, right. So right. yeah it's, it's So Every time I'm intrigued When I When I hear about Male gynecologists And Obviously from talking to him He cares about his line of work Because we're getting into the context of their physical condition and what's going on with them. Sure. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, like you were saying about him, um, what were you saying about him in terms well, of, well, no, the question? I, I was speaking from a gender perspective because, you know, I, I imagine, cause I, I mean, I'll be honest, like, you know, when we were expecting kids, I, I would, I would attend these visits with my wife, not okay. all of them, but some of them. And, you know, they're just kind of there, you know, spread Eagle being examined. Right. And I just, did I not how, have to give how that? Awkward. How awkward is that? It, it's pretty awkward. It was pretty. It was. And, it was a lot. And if I could be totally honest, 
Um, You're already brief, being honest. Okay. <laughs> this is a brief sidebar, but knowing that my wife wanted to use my best friend's dad, it it gave me the heebie-jeebies to a degree. Why is that? Um, because you know, I think about I think about a guy who's who's known me since I was you know four years old, and I mean, here I am. I I've matured, and now I'm bringing my wife for you to examine. But he, I mean, he's got such a. It's good, almost like it's like your parent. It's yeah. like a parent or uncle it's seeing. Like, it's like yeah. my dad, you yeah. know, going up in there. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> but it, I have to, I have to pat myself on the back, and I don't do this too often. But it took, it took a level of maturity that I didn't think I had to hear my wife's request and to say, okay, well, you know, you're bearing the brunt of this from a pregnancy perspective. If this is what's going to make you comfortable, then I'm there. You know, so but I'm not gonna lie. That first visit, I was like, "Whoa!" Because I'd never been to gynecologist before. <laughs> Shout out to Ti. Um, <laughs> I'd never been to gynecologist before. I never knew, you know, I never seen what had happened. But then seeing my wife in that position, being examined, it was it was. You know, I was I was holding on to my seat. Yeah, but you, you gotta look at the big picture. I mean, I, there was no doubt in my mind he was he was concerned about my wife's health and the health of the child. And, and I think like too, that. I think it. You know, in a way, I think that would make me more comfortable too. Because you know, this is someone who you know has y'all's best interest right. at heart. It's not a random. It's not a perv. Right. 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 You know the person, right? True. It's, it's yeah. It's almost the same comfort that most guys would have if. And I guess this is when this is one of those things to where guys feel more comfortable with a woman doing it. Right. Oh yeah. You know oh, what yeah. I mean. And this is one of those things to where you know, of course, people have their their biases in terms of yeah, I'd rather have a man do this or da 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 da. da. But when it comes to that, like, dude, I don't want to be having to look at you sideways at how you looking at my. You know what I mean. Yeah. So I think a lot of that goes out the window, even if it's someone who you know is like a godparent True. to you in a sense. So right. Yeah. Well. Well. And going back to my question, Walker, just just thinking thinking of how that goes. Just, just let, let's just, just replace the woman with the guy, right? And I, and I think about my <laughs> my visits when I've had to have that area of mine checked, and At the I'm OBGYN. just OBGYN. <laughs> you're gonna keep on with that, aren't you? <laughs> you keep, yeah. You you giving no context, so I'm just feeling. Am the, I not giving context? Okay, <laughs> but it's just like I don't understand what makes a woman in that situation just want to spill her guts, g- given the physical state she's in and what's happening to her. Versus me, and it's it's way more brief when I'm getting that checked. But I'm telling you, man, the last thing I'm talk I, I, I'm thinking about is like, hey, man, can I talk to you about? <laughs> well, dot, 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 what know? if what if you is is that is that because you have people to talk to already about certain things that could be Maybe, affecting but, you? But you could argue that these women that you know are in that situation with their OBGYN, they have other people to talk to about it as well. Well, it just depends on what kind of questions you have. So you think, you think some of the, some do you think the possibility of some of the things that he probably sees could lead to them opening up about other things? Probably. Oh, probably. It's not like they was like, why are you checking down there? Let me run this by you. Yeah. I don't think it works like that. I think a lot of it, it was a Facebook post I saw. Um, a girl posted something, and it was she was reposting something that someone else was posting about how a woman's body, like her pH level, 
can get thrown off when she's thrown off mm. in certain areas. Okay. So if she's dating someone and she suspects they're cheating on her, how that can throw her body off. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so if that's throwing her body off and she's dealing with someone who may be sleeping around with other people, you can imagine the impact it would have to her down there. Uh, See what I'm saying? Yeah, and so yeah. if that, so that, that can open up conversation to other concerns and issues that a woman may have that we as guys never have to think about. Okay. And see, now you're getting to where, you know what I mean? Where, so yeah. I, I think, I think that's where that's stemming from in a lot okay. of ways. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't know. You thinking about our conversation last night, I mean, it was rooted in infidelity and uh, we were talking about the, the roots that stem to infidelity, basically the the um, the lack of needs being met, being met, I believe. Mm -hmm. And um, <laughs> I don't I don't know. It's just I, I I had a hard time disconnecting the the visualization of a woman getting checked, <laughs> and then <laughs> you and were then, stuck there, yeah, and spilling her beans like, oh, by the way, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm having an affair. You know, I'm just like, whoa. You know, yeah. I, just don't, I don't see how those how those two things. You know, because in my mind, it's like just check what you got to check. I put it this way. I don't know if I could be a single OBGYN. No, well, well, it depends. I don't know if I could. It depends, Walker. The reason why I say that is because is because the stories. Like, I'm pretty sure he has stories. Yes. And, and he'll never tell. Right, that he can't. I mean, by, sure. by law. But I'm just saying it's, that would freak me out to know how easy women, like we know women cheat. Right. 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 Um, we know women cheat, but the, the, how frequent and how, how rampant it is. Right. Like he gave an example of a woman who has a whole family out here, but she goes on vacations. Yeah. Two weeks at a time. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, I, you know, okay. Another example, um, Mrs. Harris talked about, uh, I think it was on Steve Harvey, his yeah, radio Stra show. Strawberry letter. Yeah. 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 And it was a woman having an 11 year affair with another guy. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, y'all have to be roommates. <laughs> Like you're, you mean the husband, the and husband wife. and the wife yeah. have to be roommates. Yeah. Like you, you don't care where she is for extended periods of time. Right. Like you don't really care. Right. Right. How do you not know something's off for 11 years? And no one confront. Like no that. one confront. Like that bugs me out. Absolutely. Like in the same, like, and I, I say that going back to the point you made about, or oh, the point we brought up about the woman taking trips two weeks at a time. I'm thinking, how are you going Somewhere like, how are you gone for two weeks at a time? Right. Without me. It, and <laughs> how do I as a man allow that? And okay with that. Yeah. Unless. Unless it's a work trip, you know, unless you're no, just no, no. dressing it the right unless way. Unless you're cheating too. Oh, I didn't think about that. You're cheating too. Okay. Like basically, so we. we take it <laughs> yeah. Take you two weeks. Take you two weeks. I yeah. got I got my own thing over. There's no way you can be into your wife and be okay with her being gone without you for that extended period right. of time. There's right. that's not going to happen. Right. And vice versa. Like if you got things clicking at home or if one person is really into the other, 
there's going to be some fighting. There's going to be something going on right. right there. Like someone's going to notice, okay, I'm seeing patterns in you. Exactly. I'm seeing stuff that's off. But if you got two people, they got they got whole lives outside of each other. That's the only way that can work, in my opinion. Right. I, I just, and that's one of the things me and my wife talked about is like, how do you do that? Yeah. I do not, unless y'all have decided we're just not going to get a divorce because we got business and things tied up in each other or that we got kids or whatever. Well, we had that part of the conversation too about how, uh, and I thought this was very polarizing, but for her, for her to say in a sense, and I could be paraphrasing this, so forgive me, Walker. It's all good. But I feel like she said black people get married for the wrong reasons. Um, actually, Mr. Harris said that. Oh, okay. okay. Because, yeah, yeah, Mr. Harris said that because, yeah, like, this guy can provide or a lot of it's surface level yeah. in the reasons why people get together. And How then do you, you feel get- about that, Walker, being a black person? Um... <laughs> So only one person on this podcast is answering that question? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You have to speak for the black community. Okay. Because only one of us in here is... Gotcha. Right. Um, Ignore my parents. <laughs> there's no mirror in between us, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think there's some truth to that. There are a okay. lot of people who get married for crazy reasons. And I'm not I'm not here to dispute that. But to 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 localize it... To just black, black people, people? That's what... That's what... That's what kind of made my well, heart skip a beat. Why did it make your heart skip a beat? Because, you know, I, I think about case in point, um, and I'm, I'm not going to say her name, but um, we're at the gym where I work out. There's a lady there who's very young who um, experienced her first divorce at the age of 22. And so okay. I, think, I think they weren't even married a year. Okay. She's Caucasian. So, I mean, it's clear that one could argue they may have gotten married for the wrong reasons. Sure. If they weren't able to last a year, right, and whatever surface, and I don't know the details of whatever surface that caused a divorce, I can say, well, okay, you say it's about black people, but I've got other races that are dealing with the same thing. Let me ask you this: I didn't hear it that way. Okay, I didn't hear it that way. To your point, I know this isn't just limited to black people. Okay, right. I think, I think, I'm not sure how many white patients are going to see him probably are yeah, yeah but i know from in in his examples from people who open up and talk to him he's probably talking to a lot of black women oh yeah so yeah. i think it's easier for him to say that because of of the limited view he has into people's lives and, and situations sure i don't know I, I think i think if we were to say dude i think this happens all across the board he would agree to a certain extent but i think just from what he's seen it's he perfectly see limited yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so th- that's how i took it okay that's how i took it okay because we know people get i mean look at the divorce rate there's got to be a lot of people getting married for like other reasons other than the fact that listen i've I spent time with this person i've gotten to know this person i know we care about each other we actually worked on our communication yeah i think i think we we're going to take the next step and we're in it for the long haul there's very there's not a lot of people doing it that way okay you know what i mean yeah just doesn't matter what color of your skin is right um but yeah i i know within our i think within our communities man within the black community i think that there is a lot of things that are shallow there are there are a lot of things that that people get married for and you know, I, I think we talked about security. Sure. You yeah. know what I mean? We talked about how people put emphasis on security as opposed to love. Right? Right. And so, hey, this person's ability to 
whatever or this person looks so bad i gotta marry her mm. or you know what i'm saying it's, yeah. it's just the the status of this part like i'm with this person right. like you have a lot of people who make life choices off of very temperamental scenarios okay you know what i'm saying yeah. and so i think once those things change or you really start to get to know the person it kind of changes that and it, it really affects the relationship okay to me interesting I, I will add this, um, and speaking for people of color, I, I think I think black people can be accused of being guilty for staying together for the wrong reasons. Now, yeah. now yeah. I, I need to say this carefully because I'm not an advocate of divorce by any means, but I do think culturally and well, yeah. yeah, there's there's, there's some extent. Yeah, there's an you're asterisk not pr- here. You're not pro, <laughs> right? <laughs> pro right. divorce. Yeah, but, but um, I think traditionally and culturally speaking, there's a lot that resonates in the black community when a couple can say we've been together for X amount of years. It's a, it's a there's a badge of honor that comes with that. You know what I'm saying? Is it fool's gold? <laughs> at times, I I because I look at my parents. I look at my parents. Yeah, your parents. Right. My parents been married 46 years, 46, 47 years, but they really like, they still go on dates. Yeah, like your parents, they, your parents are in it. Re- oh yeah. yeah. It's, it's gross. Um, <laughs> it's inspiring, but gross at the same time. Cause right. it's mom and dad. But at the same time you have people who stay together and you know, good and well, they have their own separate rooms. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? I'm just like, yo, what's the honor in that? Right. Right. You just, know to, I mean? just to get in front of people and say, we've been together years. you know, and it's just like, yeah, and? when you get to a place to where you don't care what other people think, it's like, why are we doing this? Right, right. You know? Yeah. And and I get it. And you, that's a good point, Walker. There's a stigma in the black community that comes with divorce. Unfortunately. 100% Walker. It's a scarlet letter. Yeah. It's a scar- especially for women. I, yes. I don't know why I don't know why women get that. I, I really don't know because it takes two people. Right. It takes two people to, to mess up a relationship. Well, well, I don't well, you, I don't get that. Well, you know he's a walker. Oh, here you go. I'd like to see your to, reverend. We gone to the to the church with our Sunday best on. And the good Lord said, I hate divorce. I hate divorce. So if I bring myself to the church pew with my man. And we, for some reason, <laughs> get a divorce. The good Lord hate me. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a five out of ten <laughs> on, on your on your reverend on your reverend invitation. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. no, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, you it's know? it's a it's a. My thing is, dude. Like sometimes, sometimes we just pick the wrong person. True, we're human. We, sometimes we just pick the wrong person. It don't work out every time. It doesn't work. A out. A person gets in the relationship and be like, you know what? This may not be this. What I, this. This is not. And I don't think I'm. It happens. Right, it happens. Right. It re- that. But it happens. Is, does that terminate your? Um, I don't, am I preaching today? Yeah. Does that terminate your salvation, Walker? Who said anything about salvation? Well, that's. I'm going back to traditional and cultural. Man, they can kick rocks. Yeah, they can kick rocks. I'm with you on this, but barefoot. In, in examining why, why um, the black community in particular stresses to stay together, I think the reasons are all external of that of that situation. Well, if I were to divorce him, what what will such and such and such and such and such and such think? What would the good pastor think? Right. What the good pastor that married us t- uh, forty years ago think? 
I'm not gonna lie. Who I would. Cares? I would. The answer. I would. I would be. I would think about that. I'll be lying to you if I told you that didn't run through my mind. But here's what would run through my mind. The biggest reason is that I have an opportunity to fix something and I don't do it. Mm. That would. I think that would eat me up, and I would probably in divorce would have to seek counseling. As a result, because just to get yourself back, it's almost the it's the epitome of it's the equivalent of a person who loses their mom or father and they're dealing with the guilt of in the last days or or throughout their life, not going to see them and dealing with the the guilt that comes because you can't do nothing about it. It's over. Right. right? So I think my 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 grief will be associated to the fact that I could have done something. It was in my power and I didn't take advantage of it. Uh, that would be the embarrassment that I would wear knowing that if if I had done my job, we wouldn't be here. Ah, uh, yeah. So, so mine is kind of different. It's not a matter of we know we we actually <laughs> we actually talking to other people and we know it we just dragging our feet. Mm. Well, other people gonna think, well, people probably already know y'all ain't. Right. I ain't you know what I'm saying? So just go ahead and do it. I ain't talking to you know what I'm saying so yeah. I, I will be, I'll be honest if I found myself in that situation I know I know better people know I know better so it's almost like dude what I, I'll just be beating myself up okay and I would need to seek counseling for that but yes if you're worried about if you're if you married someone and they're abusive or they're cheating on you or they just they just they just made it they they don't want help they don't want counseling but they just going to act the fool why are you why are you subjecting yourself what's more torturous right, right. yeah <laughs> staying with that person or what other people think of you because right. it's a good chance they're already talking about you that's true you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> just just go ahead and let the cat out the bag right right so yeah it, it's i i hear you i hear you i think religion Air quotes. Religion you go, keeps people in bondage to their situations when now your microphone is on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think that's a big part of it. Okay. Yeah. So it's. I don't know, dude. Do it's. I wanted to ask them, like, do you think? Do you when you talk? I wanted to ask Ms., Mrs. Harris. Do you feel as though people get to a place to where you? And I asked my wife this. To where you justify infidelity, mm. you know what I mean? Because sometimes we'll we'll come up with a like, and a lot. Oftentimes, this is us trying to reassure ourselves that what you're doing is not that bad, right? Right. right. You know you're doing wrong, but it's like, well, you know, this person's mean. I'm not getting yeah. my like. Do people get to a place to where they're seriously arguing, doing something wrong? Mm. And is there is there ever? Let me ask you. Okay. Is there ever a justification for cheating? No, not that I can think of. Even if you're not getting your needs met. That. Well, and 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 I'm going to stick with my answer. Still no justification. Okay. Because Miss Harris has con- had convinced me, and we're and listeners, we're going to have her on the on the podcast at some point. She's like, coming. That, that's going to happen. Um, but she is convinced. She convinced me at the table last night that. When you, when most people that decide that their needs aren't getting met, most people don't communicate that with their spouse. They just go and try to go fix it. Facts. Right. So I think that 
I think that part is key, right? Mm-hmm. Which makes me not want to justify because what I see it as, you didn't go to your spouse and tell them, hey, look, my needs are not being met. Because I would think nine times out of 10, if you were to you know, be an adult in that situation, I'm talking to both sides of the marriage, you be an adult and go to the other person and say, hey, look, here's how it is. You're being open, you're being honest, you're communicating with your spouse. Give them a chance to fix it. Give your marriage a chance to fix it. You know what I'm saying? Don't just don't just sneak out the back door, get your needs met, and come back in and expect it to be all good. Right. Especially in that fashion. I like so how no, she, no justification. I like how she said it too last night. She mentioned that when you bring someone in to your marriage, you're not fixing the problem, you're compounding the problem. Right. Right. And so I thought that was very key, but a lot of times people feel you know, oftentimes I think when people cheat, they're 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 not thinking we. It's selfish. Is yeah. they're thinking me. Yeah. Well, what about my needs? What about da 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 da? And so it's easy to step outside when you're still thinking like a single person. Right. Right. And so I I I, I agree to your to your point. Even if you've been cheated on. Right. Right. If you're going to forgive that person and stay in there then forgive them and stay in there. But right. if you know you're not willing to stay in there with them, then then cut your losses as far as I'm concerned because you're never the trust that's been that's been destroyed, it you have to literally uproot and, and rebuild. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? It's it's you you're not going to be able to just pick up where you left off from a trust standpoint and that other person has to know that and and, and be and understand that. Right. So yeah, I, I I agree. I don't I, I don't think I don't think there's ever a justification for cheating. True. And, I don't think there ever is. And Walker, my thing, because I got I got homeboys that are married who mm-hmm. have, you know, confessed to me that they've cheated on their spouse. Like mm-hmm. I've got friends that, that that this has really happened to. And um it it it, it hurts, but I don't know. It, it, up to this point. I'm kind of blessed that is not something I can relate to because if we're just being, if we're continuing the, the, uh, the mode of honesty here, I've, I mean, I've never had any woman, <laughs> you know, try to try to hit on me to make me even think right of leaving, you know, or, or of, um, of tarnishing what my wife and I have, <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's kind of, it's kind of hard for me to relate, but I just think, especially where I am now in my life, you know, if I were to be coerced and if I were to not be myself and step out and do something like that, all of the repercussions, I mean, that that supersede our marriage. I mean, like what kind of impact is going to have on my boys? You got more to lose now. Yeah. You got a lot more to lose than just you and her. Right. Even though that's a big deal. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. You have a lot to lose. So it's just and I'm thankful that I've got the presence of mind to know at least I hope so. I, I, I don't ever want to, you know, underestimate or overestimate myself because I'm human. Sure. And I just, I know, I know about myself if placed in the right situation. I, it is very easy for me to go astray. I'm thankful that I haven't been placed in the right, in the right situation yet. So you, you know so I mean? you've never been in a situation where you've been talking to a woman as a married man and y'all been vibing. No. You never had that. Honestly. It, it, well, what do you mean by vibing? Like, you know, to an emotional level? Yeah. No. No, gotcha. And let and let it, I, I may have viewed it the wrong way, but you know I've seen I've seen and not seen, but I've witnessed other people go through this, and it's a maturation, right? Uh-huh. You you get with somebody, and then you talk and you relate, and then something sparks, right? Right. 
I think for me, there's never that relation point. Mm. Now, you know, I'm cool with a lot of people. I have friendships with a lot of people, but for whatever reason, maybe I'm just boring as a doornail, but I just, I just, I've never got to that point to where I've even had to think about, huh, I wonder if she kind of vibing with your boy like that. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Like, to, to this point in my life, never, now, never had anything like that. I've, I've had a few, I've had a few of those happen to me where, um, oftentimes, and, and let's be clear, I, I can be pretty gullible. Okay. When I find myself in certain situations, because I'm not thinking on that level, but I have been around people. And one thing I don't do, it, here's why it's tough for me to figure it out, is that I don't, there's certain things I don't do because I'm married. Sure. Like I don't flirt. Right. And I don't, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not cross, crossing the boundaries. So you have to be very deliberate for someone like me. Right. But even when I'm talking to a woman who's attractive, who we're actually clicking, I'm quick to throw my wife out. In there. there you go. Because that's, maybe that's those, what I'm those are feelers. <laughs> those are things that I'm saying, hey, I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy because any guy who's into his wife, he's going to talk about his wife. And I wonder if that's what it is. And that's often what a lot of guys who are married, who are out there doing, they don't, they're not talking about their wives or whatever. Not in a positive, not in a positive way at least. You know what I'm saying? Right. So if I'm talking and it's real, dude, I I have become very skilled at it. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's not even forced, you know? Oh yeah. I just throw it in there so easy. It's like, dude, you sound just like my wife. Why do y'all do that? Oh, yeah. It's, you know what I'm saying? So it's like a woman knows he's into his wife. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so for me, that keeps me out of trouble. And it keeps them at bay. It keeps at them at bay, like, at, at, at least it should. And even if you cross forward, I know what kind of woman I'm dealing with. Right. Because right. now, and I usually do that as a defense mechanism when I'm sense, okay, you kind of. It sounds kind of subconscious, though. kind of. I've built it into my subconscious. Hmm. I built it into my subconscious. Okay. Dude, I'm yeah, I I I know me though. Yeah. I know me. And so I love conversation, obviously. We right. do a podcast, right? Sure. So if we're vibing and having a great conversation. It can go on and on and on and on and on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so for me, I have to I even with me, I have to give myself rules. Like I function based on certain rules. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that keeps that helps to keep me out of trouble. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I remember we was at the we was at the classic. I was talking to uh one of my homeboys. We was <laughs> talking about a friend of ours, and he was like, "Dude, I I watched you, and I watched my other friend." He was like, "I can tell the way you act. You act differently. Like you're not flirtatious. You're very. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You 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 can you move a certain way." Versus other people Right You know I'm like Dude you noticed that He was like Yeah absolutely And so for me You know that's just I I just I have a good wife I just don't want to lose her There you go yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying right. I, I don't Cause again I lose her It's my fault <laughs> You know yeah. what I mean And oh, so yeah, yeah and So I, I don't want to I don't want to deal with that Right I don't want counseling over that <laughs> I, I second that Yeah so Anyway dude No But But for the most part, we had a great conversation, great food. It was a good time, bro. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, we'll leave the light on for you, man. You're welcome back anytime. Your Thank family you. now. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, Walker. Um, well, Gat. You know, I'm trying to be more humble about this, but our recent nomination no, you're not. for the casties. No, you're not. <laughs> No, you're not trying. Fake humble. <laughs> Fake humble. Fumble. Fumble. Yeah, you go. 
Um, you know, the Casties love this upcoming segment. Before um, we get into this segment, um, I do have another shout out. Oh goodness! What? I'm not ready. That's why, why you're I'm not ready because I'm never ready. I, you, again, man, we're a podcast okay. of the people by the people, right? We're True. the people, okay? Right? We see people in the struggle. We just want to shout out people in the struggle. Can we do that? <laughs> Who you got, Walker? I want to shout out guys who still wear bootcut jeans with their dress shoes. <laughs> Is that okay? okay. Or bootcut jeans over their boots, dude. And I can't tell that they're boots because they look like slippers because you're. Jeans have covered them up. Dude, my my homeboy put a picture in our group me of uh, <laughs> this is for your group me then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're gonna love this because the context is so accurate right now. But it was bootcut jeans with some like some loafers or whatever. And the caption said, "If this is what your if your attorney shows up to the courtroom with this on, you going to jail." <laughs> <laughs> But it was just like you said, the boot cut where the where the pants so nasty. are covering like eighty percent of the shoes. So nasty, Bull Walker. Don't don't fall. I can't don't tell like it wasn't in at one point. And once upon a time, yes. Yeah, so, once upon a t- listen. Mean, now listen. Now this is Walker again. This is for the people. We true. see you out here in the struggle. You you hey you doing it? You got your cologne. You smell good on. <laughs> you feel good. Listen. Here's what I want to do. Here's what I want you to do. Okay. If you still own boot cut jeans. <laughs> I want you to go home and throw both yourself and those jeans in the trash. <laughs> Put yourself in first. Right. And then reach out of the trash right. can and grab yeah. the boot cut jeans, pull them in, and, close and, the lid. And, and smuggle yourself <laughs> so that you can't breathe. <laughs> no, no, but yeah, I saw, again, you I saw, saw some, that. Oh, yeah, I saw, I saw him this saw him today. So today, saw some some nice boot cut. Well, in that it's, person's defense, we're Alabama, so when it comes to trends, you gotta, no, no, you got to no, give us that. Five I will year not accept. I will not accept that. You got to give us. I a will five not year accept buffer. that. We have the internet. We have we the internet do. in Alabama. There are some parts of this, whatever state. Okay, in Birmingham, okay. in Birmingham, in Birmingham, in the Birmingham metro area. Yeah, no excuse. You have internet. Better. You you know you know better. True. Okay, that's all I'm saying. If Steve Harvey can do it, you can do it. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Did you imagine how much of a struggle that was for Harvey to let those go? Oh, his wife. His wife worked on him. Oh, his wife worked on him. But my stash can't fit in a Steve Harvey suit. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Shout out to Jay-Z. Especially the nasty, especially the nasty boot cuts at the bottom that's like been rubbing the bottom yeah. like the ground. And nah, now they look, dude. they look, yeah, that's You can't just, be wearing them. No, dude, that's gross. Jeez. That's gross. Anyway, anyway, shout man. Out to them. Yeah, that's all. I, I did have a shout out for that. Okay. Yeah, stay in the struggle. You gotta get some shout outs yourself, man. Um, you know, you gun shy. I am. I don't have any that come to mind. Oh, dude, you gotta be thinking about them, okay. dude. I yeah. will. I will. All right, I'll be more observant. Now back to this uh um amazing uh segment that you yeah. didn't want to hype up, Walker. It's called Discuss or Trash. I don't know if you've heard it before. I have not. Do tell. <laughs> well, we. You and I will discuss a series of, or we'll present. Can a you keep it under topics. 10 seconds? Let's see. Let's do it now. Okay. We'll present a series of topics that we will decide to either discuss or trash. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what. Oh, okay. <laughs> they loving you. Get they I'm are on. loving okay. you. Get, but I like to drag that out for some. Don't do oh, no, that. No, no, no. I know. Okay. Don't do that. Well, <laughs> since we're not going to drag it out, let's get to the first topic. My man. <laughs> My guy. Um, Walker. Okay. I was reading an article on Forbes and it posed the question, should naps be allowed at work? 
I ask you, Walker. Now let's discuss, discuss this. Okay. Because this is gold. Well, you start first. What do you mean? I want you to answer the question. I would love to have naps at work, but this takes the place of what? I don't need any butts, Walker. I need a yes or a no. Um, Should sure. they be allowed? You, you think so? Okay. No, I don't think so. Dude, you're so grimy. You got to regulate that. You know, just always at one. Per- Again, think about it. Think about it. Lunch breaks. You know, you always got a few people do that hour and a half, two hour deal, right? They'll right. abuse it. They abuse the lunch privileges, right? Right. Think of the nap privileges that's going to be abused. No, no. you would. No, I would I love to take a nap at work, but I'd rather but, go home. But here's the thing, Walker. Especially if I work from home. Now, if we could work from home, yes, I'm all about naps at well, work. Here's the thing: the article, the article assessed a few companies that have uh, created designated space, designated spaces for their employees to nap. These spaces are monitored, so they're able to make sure people aren't abusing them. But Walker, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing that you're not thinking about. In this study that Forbes, you know, conducted on a handful of highly successful companies, they noticed that after a 20 minute nap, emotions were better. You know, that speaks to me. Um, Creativity was higher. And product productivity, however they measure it, measure it was through the roof. Okay, because dude, I mean, think about it, man. We got a lot to deal with, especially now. Like I'm more cranky after twenty minutes. Really? Yeah, I need more than that. Well, that's not a nap walker. I know. Well, that's other stuff you got to figure out. But um, <laughs> but no. Nah, so so Walker, I, I'll be honest with you, and we talked about this a little bit. Um, I am guilty of having taken nap on the job before. Um, yeah. unsanctioned nap. Unsanctioned nap for sure. This was um, and I'll give myself a little bit of credit. This was back in my intern days where I didn't have much responsibility. Um, but I was I was kicking it significantly more than I am now, obviously. And uh, I wasn't really being responsible with my time. You know, I'm talking to the tune of getting, you know, I am now Walker, but imagine this, but getting back home, you know, after one or two a.m. to wake up the next day at seven to be at work by eight. So naturally, after, you know, course of time, that fatigue is going to wear on you right Mm -hmm. and um so i can recall one day in particular um i was there and i had dozed off several times at my desk you know in front of people (laughs) nice and so i just got upset with myself and yeah walker i went to the bathroom stall closed the door tucked my head between my legs and proceeded to nap okay um, I it, that's been a long time ago, so I don't know if my productivity boosted any. Don't think it did. <laughs> I'm going to live and say it didn't. I will say this much: I know I felt better after that nap, right? Sure, <laughs> sure. So I'm just thinking the guilt was gone. But Walker, here I am, right? I'm, I'm significantly more. You don't take naps now, do you? No. Okay. But I'm significant. I was about to say that I'm, I'm more responsible now. I've got more responsibilities. Um, with me being in this role that I love so much, it is too risky for me <laughs> to be caught taking a nap at, at the job or on the job. And to be honest, <laughs> I'm blessed to have a boss who I can approach and say, look, <laughs> here's the situation. I, I'm really just drained. I'm going to get X, X, Y, Z done. And then I'm just going to take off early. And, you know, she would applaud that. So, I mean, I'm, I'm blessed in that regard. But considering where I am in my life now, 
Walker, especially with two young kids, when kids, you know, at the point where kids aren't sleeping, mm-hmm. dude, you are worn TF out, right? Yeah. And it's just like, when do you get, when do you get that tone? I don't know how recharge? y'all do it, man. I don't, Ooh. I don't know how y'all do it. Who like parents? Just parents in general. Well, you, you, I mean, you, it's grit, really. Like you dig deep and you just find a way to function and um, eat a lot of apples. <laughs> <laughs> but one, one thing, I, one thing I've done, um, and thinking of having kids, having sleepless kids um, at certain points is, dude, I just got to take a walk, mm. you know, just go outside, walk, you know, walk the perimeter or whatever that that can be refreshing. OK. You know, um, I don't know how measurable that is in terms of productivity, but um, you probably feel better, though. Yeah. But going back to the question, Walker, I am pro naps. OK. I am pro nap space, monitored naps, 20 minutes. Get your snooze on. Get up out. Let me give you some context about me. Okay. I was the kid when we was in kindergarten. I couldn't take a nap. Like we would lay down and I would, I wouldn't, I couldn't go to, I tried. You just hyped up. I guess so. I guess so. So for me, I never got the benefit of those, like the power naps. Yeah. Because that's basically what we're talking about, power naps. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Never could do a power nap. Even as a kid. And so now, like, if I go, I'm gone. I've even gone to the car. Going, going, gone. I've gone to the car and tried to take a power nap. And I was like, dude, if I, I need to get up. Because if I, if I not, I got my alarm set, but no, I don't want to be, you know what I'm saying? I just type that can sleep through an alarm. Depends on how tired I am. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was like, no. So wait, let's rewind back. In your adult years, you've gone to your car and taken the snooze? Mm-hmm. Like during lunch or something? I've yeah, like I've wow. gone to like read a book. I've gone to like read a book or whatever. Get it out. And I was like, oh no, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't do this. This is not good. Okay. And I get back to my desk and keep working. Yeah. Yeah. So it, I, mm-mm. I know for me now. If other people want to do, it, I, I'm not saying that we shouldn't do it. I just know for me, it's not gonna. It's probably not gonna benefit me much. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, um, what else you got? Speaking of people sleeping on others, um, I got Colin Kaepernick up next. Um, sleeping on others. <laughs> as, as we discussed last week, and as everyone knows, uh, Mr. Kaepernick held a workout and invited a whole bunch of NFL teams to come look at it. Um, don't I, don't nap on Cap, right? Don't nap on Cap. Um, but to your point. The NFL has napped on Cap. He's gotten zero interest since his uh, workout of a week ago. Discuss the trash. Can we discuss this very briefly and move on? We're going to discuss it so briefly that I'm not going to say anything. You have nothing to say about this because your 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 oh, point. I've got one thing. Oh boy, here we go. Wait for it, ladies and gentlemen. And that concludes my comments. So it's it's all yours, Walker. I felt like Cap had an opportunity to prove me wrong because as I stated, and you've even reiterated it in a previous episode that I felt like anytime you take a previous employer to court over an issue, you're probably going to have a hard time getting hired back by said company. Right? Right. Now I said, stay tuned because you just never know where this lands. I'm, I'm always open to be proven wrong. And I w- in this case, I would have loved to be proven wrong if this is what Colin Kaepernick wants to do, right? Okay. In terms of Colin Kaepernick, the football player, clearly he still wants to play football. I feel he may have a higher purpose in life. Um, I feel like there's a lot that he can do outside of football, but clearly Colin Kaepernick, the football player, still wants to play. 
right? He doesn't want to play in another league. He doesn't want to get with other people and form their own league. That's an option. He wants to play in the NFL. Well, you know, if you go play in the NFL, you got to do things their way. I just felt like he didn't do himself a lot of favors this past weekend. Okay. That's all. Cool. Um, that's it. So, anyway, goodness. what you got? Ooh, get me out of there. Um, <laughs> uh, keeping keeping the microscope on the NFL Walker, um, you know, thinking of Colin Kaepernick, you know, most of his um, objection has been to a lot of people believing that he's against America for kneeling and whatever. So just give some context to our next topic. Um, Robert Kraft, owner of the New England Patriots, he had some choice words um, directed at your president, Donald Trump, um, that kind of summed up his opinions on this whole thing. Do you want to discuss or trash this? You can discuss it. Okay. Should we start with the clip or... This is yours. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So um, we have a clip that was taken taken from or taken of Robert Kraft back in 2017 when we were in a more heightened state with this whole Colin Kaepernick Ning situation. Um, so take a listen, and we'll uh, discuss this right after the clip. But the elephant in the room now, in my opinion, is this kneeling, which every player has a right to do if they feel it's right. The problem we have is we have a president that will use that as father to do his mission that I don't feel is in the best interest of America. It's divisive and it's horrible. And it's actually the opposite of what you all are trying to do. So, Walker, this really isn't a big deal. Um, Why do you say that? Because, I mean... Yeah, yeah, it says Kraft is going at Trump, blah. But we we know how this game is played. Um, Trump's not going to respond to this. We know that. Um, I do applaud Kraft for, you know, being honest about his feelings about the whole situation. But if you're expecting any morsel of change from this sound clip, I think you ought to keep moving. So yeah, this is this is good. This it's good for TMZ. You know, it's good for shock value. It's good. It's good to talk about like you and I like to do. But um, underneath the surface, Walker, there's really nothing to see here. Okay. All right. I, I didn't have much to say either. Okay. Um, moving on. Keeping the microscope on the NFL, uh, we have Miles Garrett. Um, this week, Walker, he made it he made it known that uh, the reason he blacked out on uh, Mason Rudolph was that Mason uh, called him some racially charged words that he didn't appreciate. I'm asking Walker, discuss or trash? Discuss. Okay. Um, Walker, I heard this, and Miles Garrett was appealing his suspension. Oh yeah, you have to be so so defined with everything. Um, Miles Garrett, yes, he was appealing his <laughs> suspension. I felt like I just got swatted at. <laughs> no, like you a, didn't. You didn't. Well, your words are valued here at tipping point. Uh, <laughs> only at the tipping point, <laughs> yeah. though. The, your words do not leave yeah. Rudy. Yeah. Well, when this when this recording ends, <laughs> you don't say a P. <laughs> Let's just get that clear, Walker. <sighs> no, um, yes, yes. Miles Garrett was. Thank you for letting suspension. me know I'm trash. <laughs> Miles Garrett was uh, he appealed his suspension this week, um, saying that you know Mason Rudolph. I guess we'll just say he called him the N word or whatever. Um, Nigger, yeah, that's what he called him. Walker. Er, 
Not uh, not my. Er. Okay. Um, and check our catalog too. We got a very uh, controversial episode centered around that word. But um, Walker again. There's nothing to see here. Miles Garrett was swinging for the fences. You know, like he's realized that he's got no more game checks coming during the suspension, and so he's just trying to eat a little longer. So thinking. You know, maybe this indefinite suspicion, suspension will get dropped to, you know, two, three games or whatever. But. Think he was lying? No. No. You think Mason Rudolph actually called him? Absolutely. Seeing, seeing how angry Mason Rudolph was, it wouldn't surprise me if Mason Rudolph did, you know, let a few in-bomb slide. Right? But it's looking at this thing at a, at a you know, bird from a bird's eye view. That even if that did happen, it's not enough to sway the league's opinion on the matter. As sad as it is to admit that, but it's just it's just one of those things. Like anytime someone calls you a name, does that mean you have the right to black out? Right. Can, can that's I, my point. Now that's my point. Yeah, that's my point. I don't. If anything, it could shed light on Mason being as true. It's hard to prove that at this point because it's your words against his. Right. But regardless. You could have potentially seriously injured a human being. True. Right. And I don't think that I don't think that negates your actions on the field. You're being suspended for said actions or right. your reaction, we should say. Right. Um, I don't think any there's any kind of context that makes the league change their mind on how they should punish you for how you acted on the field. Well, and let me ask you this, Walker. Great point, by the way. But let's say had Miles Garrett not blacked out. And then after the game, he said, oh, by the way, Mason Rudolph called me this. No, well, one, no one cares, right? Um, Again, it's your word against his. Right. But that doesn't go anywhere. No, I don't think so. It, right. Because I mean, it's your, no, it's, we, we know it doesn't. Yeah. It's, 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 it's his because he has to say is I didn't do that. Right. And, and then, then it's over. It's over. So so I'm I'm going to I'm going to draw a line of correlation here, Walker, just because. This, this behavior, I think, is reached, reaching a fever point in professional sports. I'm not sure if you watched um, the highlights from the Celtics-Nuggets game earlier this week. Yes, I did. Right. With Smart? Yeah, well, Marcus Smart, he, um, I think he was diving for a loose ball or something and got, got his feet tangled up into a chair, and a fan allegedly told him to stay on his knees. I think it was a fan, like, a few seats down or something, because he ended up walking over to the— Yes, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, and um, a fan allegedly told him to stay on his knees, and so— um, or get on your knees or something like that. Uh, similar to what Russell Westbrook in, endured earlier this calendar year. Right. Um, and Marcus, Spar- Marcus Smart was pretty pretty open about the reality of players defending themselves. I thought he handled himself incredibly well. He did. He did. He went to security, which is something Westbrook didn't do. And I'm not saying Westbrook's wrong for that. But he went to security, pointed the fan out, whatever. That now... now Told a fan I, I, just watch the game. Right. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to spend too much time dissecting that. But um, one thing I do like about what Marcus Smart did, he took the responsibility and placed it in the lap of Adam Silver, Commissioner of the NBA. He's mm-hmm. like, dude. And I, I mean, I wouldn't have threatened the same way that he did, saying that players are going to start taking action because you know the the fear I have is if that keeps happening and something unfortunate, Malice in the Palace were to happen again, um, we're back in the Miles Garrett situation. No one cares about the actions 
that started the situation. All we care about are these thugs punching and doing other things. And I'm using the narrative, of course, because that that's how it's gonna that's how it's gonna mature. Right. But um, you know, it just it just it just raises this seemingly impossible dichotomy in my mind. Like, well, okay, um, you can yeah, you can definitely leverage your free speech to be derogatory towards me, and I'm expected not to do anything, but. When I do do something and take up for myself, now I'm the villain. I, you know, I, and I just don't yeah. know. I don't know. Well, where, I don't know where the middle common ground is. With there is two. a middle. There is a middle common ground. Well, I think. Tell me. I think Stop you. Talking. you <laughs> Stop talking. But tell me. Do you hear yourself? <laughs> Can I see that mic for a minute? <laughs> Hand it to me. Anyway. Um, no, I, I think there is a middle ground here. You don't have to threaten those who speak derogatory to you, but you can take action against the league in that regard. Okay. And I think I think you have to work with the player you do have a players union, right? Yeah. So the you the team like the the players, the players union get on the same page and say, "Hey, Adam, you this is this isn't even about money at right. this point." Right. Right? If you're not willing to regulate this to where we as players who are basically defenseless against irrational, crazy fans, right? We're unprotected, basically. Yeah. We're basically punching bags for fans. Now, granted, you can throw a fan out, but if you have a fan in the heat of a moment say derogatory things and y'all not deal with that person... Here's what we're going to do as players in the league. Mm. You can give him some action there. We either sit out, we either whatever until you, because this isn't about money at this point, but it can't affect you if, if, if we're not playing right. or whatever. And so these are one of those things to where when you have, uh, when you, you know, this is something the players union can bring to the league and say, Hey, this is what we want as players. We're not going to attack the fans, but you can rest assured if you don't address this problem, you may, there will be consequences in terms of our playing in these games. Right. So I, I think there's a middle ground there, but okay. I, I wouldn't threaten because you, you're talking legal issues. You're talking, losing your pay. You're talking your reputation. You got, you, you got a lot of these guys have endorsement deals getting dropped Protect your money and your interest, but you can do business with the with the league and say, "Hey, you're not. We don't feel as players. You're you're stepping up to the plate in terms of making sure we as athletes feel protected on that court when we when we fall into the crowd. Right, right. Yeah. If you don't want us fighting the player or fighting the fans, then make sure the fans know they can't. We're a product, right? right. And so, protect your product. True. That's all. Yeah. So yeah, that, that that's that. I think that's the middle ground it's, there. It's a tough call for for the league because you're essentially telling your fans, okay, leave your freedom of speech at the door. Well, you know, it's that's. Just, I, I don't want to be put in a situation where I no, have to. Uh, it's where freedom I have of to speech. You can you can you can still be belligerent, but just know just that know there's these consequences words can get you. Yeah, and that's yeah. what we've talked about with freedom of speech, and right, and, and most and at most points, the people sitting that close to where the players can actually hear these are people of influence. These are people with season ticket packages, so it's it'll probably be easier to um, to put some kind of you know derogatory action, not derogatory action, but um, some negative action upon that person, right? Because they're easier to, to spot or target. I guess correct. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, What's next? 
Next, we have Android. <laughs> this is even boring to say. But Google this week has confirmed that um, there's an Android camera threat. Hundreds of millions of users are affected. Essentially, what's happening here, Walker, is um, there's a vulnerability mm-hmm. that allows the camera to be running even when the user is not initiating it. Discuss the trash. That sounds very interesting, but I still want to trash it. Okay. Next up, <laughs> the uh, the House of Representatives passes federal legalization of marijuana. The weed. The uh, weed, Walker. Discuss or trash? Uh, for you, let's discuss it. Okay. Um, I don't have much to say here. Yeah, there, there's really not much to see here. Okay, we we knew this was coming, uh, considering the momentum Should've that weed this. weed legalization is getting across the U.S. Right? So, yeah. Oh, there goes that nap. Right? Yeah. Should podcasters nap in the middle of their podcast? That's the next question. No. Um, yeah, there's really nothing to see here. I mean, we knew this was coming. You know, the the feds took their time, like doing everything. It's here. They found a way to collect taxes off of it. You might as well just make it okay across the board. Oh, I will say this. Mm-hmm. If you're legalizing it, what are you going to do about people who are who are serving long-term prison sentences for the distribution of such? Who? Yeah, the Forgotten. Mike Jones? Mm. Mm. No, they're still they're still staying in prison. Trash. <laughs> Trash. What do you think this is, Walker? Democracy? <laughs> it was capitalism at its finest. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, yeah. Trash. What's next? Um, next, we have Julia Pretty Woman Roger, uh, Roberts. <laughs> Not Julia Rogers. <laughs> Who's that? She's the girl <laughs> that lives off Arkadelphia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was what? trying to randomize her, but you took that away. <laughs> anyway, Julia Roberts Walker. Um, she was <laughs> suspected to be nominated to be cast as uh, Harriet Tubman in the recent film, in the film that was recently released, uh, named Harriet. Uh, discuss the trash. <laughs> we got to discuss this. Okay. One. So I got the context here. Let's go. So we all know about the biopic about uh, Harriet, called Harriet. Um, the screenwriter, Gregory Allen Howard, um, he was doing an interview with Focus Features uh, recently. And he gave them some he gave them some serious content gap. So he talked about how he had been working on this film for like over 20 years. Right. So, of course, it's been written and he was pitching this. Um, he was pitching the script and whatnot to. Um, to different studios and whatnot. So a studio executive back in 1994 mentioned to Howard that he read the script and he was like, basically this script was great. He loved the script. Uh, And basically he was saying, I was told how one studio head said in a meeting, this script is fantastic. Let's get Julia Roberts to play Harriet Tubman. (laughs) Right now, when someone pointed out that Roberts or Rogers, in this case, couldn't be Harriet Tubman, the executive responded, oh, that was so long ago. No one is going to know the difference, right? Now, of course, 
of course, we don't have the name of this person, right? But this is pretty, I think the word I'm looking for is typical. Typical of Hollywood in terms of being very, you don't think so? No, well, this is typical. This is typical of being tone deaf in terms of diversity and in terms of telling accurate stories oh, of history yeah, because it has a slant and a viewpoint to it. It's the equivalent of we as men making a movie, historical movie about a woman's struggles in this world. Right. It's like, well, let's, let's get Mel Gibson. <laughs> let's get Brad Pitt to play this woman's life about how she's, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's that kind of cluelessness. And this is why you have to have multiple people in a room to say, uh, bruh, you need to chill. Right. 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 It's the reason why you had blackface back in the day. And it, it, it's those types of things. It's the reason why you remember the movie about Moses and how they got a white person to play Moses. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. It's, though, it's that kind of it's that kind of foolishness. Well, well, Walker, that was one of the first thoughts I had when we were talking about this. Like, say the say the unforeseen had occurred. And Julia Roberts were to make it to be cast as Harriet Tubman and ruin the just ruin it. It would have ruined the film, but was she been accused of blackface at that point? Because you can't you can't have her in her natural com- complexion playing that role. Uh, according to that executive, you could have. No one's gonna know the difference, right? That's how re- that's how asinine that was. You idiots! I'm mad at you, Walker. What? Because this should have been Player of the Week. And I know, and I'm sorry, I'm pointing again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you point at me when you feel away. Because I'm emotional. This is um, this what I was going back and forth between making this player. But of the week. we don't have the exact, so we can't. We don't really have the name. Anymore. I really want to. That's there. You go. I'm gonna let you slide. There on this you one. go. I didn't have. I needed a name. Right. I needed right. a name, and if I'd gotten it, trust me. Yeah. Trust me. This is so weird, but I guess this is Hollywood. It's usual. Hollywood, bro. It's Hollywood. That's why I'm thankful for your Tyler Perry's. I'm thankful for people who are least your Spike Lee's. I can go on and on and on, right? Right, Mr. Packer, right? I, oh, I, yeah. I appreciate these people for for being out there telling our stories, right? And we need more of those authentic people. stories, authentic yeah. stories, yeah. right? From a clear perspective. Um, have you seen Harriet? No. Do you have any plans to see it? Um, I do. Okay, I do. Not maybe not in theaters, but I plan on seeing it. Oh, you're trash. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, my wife and I plan on seeing that before the end of the calendar year. So okay. hopefully, this holiday weekend coming up, we'll sneak out and go see it. Okay. Um, cool. Well, to wrap up, discuss your trash. What did you have anything else on that? No, I'm done. Okay. To wrap up, discuss your trash, Walker. I gotta ask, man. Have you done the ten year challenge yet? What is that? Oh, do tell. Discuss your trash. Uh, let's discuss because you have a lot to say about this, Walker. So you mean I can't stand this? So you mean to tell me if if I did the ten year challenge tonight, you would just be you? Would, well, what would, would you do? What would be your reaction? I would end the tipping point. I would start another podcast about you doing something as foolish as this. And it would be it'll, how many episodes would it last? Oh, it would go at least two hundred episodes. Okay, yeah, ninety of them will be redundant, but. You just got to know just ninety, just ninety. The okay. heartbeat of this new podcast would be your foolery. What would be the name of it? Uh, <laughs> the ten year challenge point. <laughs> Walker's ten year challenge point. <laughs> but, I just I don't understand. Like 
I don't understand the appeal. And Walker, I'm into social media. At least I thought I was. You're not. Am I not? No. Because it's just like, there's nothing about me that makes me want to go and find a picture of me 10 years ago and put it side by side. For what? You look the same. I do. I was still bald 10 years ago. <laughs> but I mean, like, for what? That's my whole thing. Like, ooh, look at me 10 years ago. Look at me today. It, it's been some. People, people doing parodies about it. Fam, I've seen some funny ones, though. Have you really? Oh, my goodness. And you you want to know why I'm really. Hilarious. You want to know I'm really upset about this? Mm -hmm. Because they're trying to kill the cat. What do you call those memes, Walker? I don't know. They're, try, they're, they're trying to kill yeah, that. I know what you want you're talking about, and though. The cat meme needs to live at least through the end of the year. Why the end of the year? Uh, I, got are, I got tired of no, it after a week. No, I'm not tired of it. I'm not tired of it. The cat memes, the angry cat, whatever you call it. The angry woman and the cat. Angry woman and the cat. Dude, that needs to last through the duration of the year at okay. the earliest because I need to see the cat during bowl season. Okay. After this, after this uh, national, after this playoff pitcher gets, I want the cat there. I don't want the ten year challenge. Okay. It's stupid. The ten year challenge is going to last for maybe two more weeks. You don't think so? Yeah, it's not going to last. I that just long. don't. I don't like how it just comes out of nowhere. It's just like, oh look, that's at how me. social media is. Have you been paying it? Oh, I'm sorry, you haven't. Am I not on social media? You are on social media. What is social media exactly? Okay. No, you're not, dude. You're not. Relax. I'm I've seen some angry. funny. I'm upset. I'm, uh, really? Yes. I want people to be better. At what? At just being civilized. That's not civil. Get yeah, relax. Relax, dude. Relax, dude. Do you care about how I looked ten years ago, Walker? I don't. Now, personally, I've seen one where someone put up a like a chart of like how you read the letters to see if you can see, and then in ten years it looked blurry. Hilarious. That was hilarious. That was hilarious. <laughs> You see me laughing, Walker? Because you're emotional. That's all. That's all. There's nothing you're going to appreciate about it. That's fine. Walker, will you do me a huge favor? What? Get me out of discussion trash. I can't. I, I don't want to get you out of trash, but I can get you out of discussion trash. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Walker, finally, in wrapping up this episode, we are going to do the critically acclaimed shout outs and player of the week. Um, during this segment, we shout out people who are doing dope things and we make fun of those who aren't. Um, with that said, that was under 10 seconds again. Yep, I'm on my job. Uh, Walker, who's going to kick us off today? You want to flip a coin or do you want to be a man? <laughs> what? I don't know, but it sounded so good in my head. <laughs> Crickets? <laughs> Dude, what's up with you? Struggle. Oh, <laughs> uh, who's first, Walker? Um, you can go first. Okay. My shout out, Walker, goes to a woman by the name of Kiata, not Kenyatta. Kiata Mincy Parker. Have you heard of her, Walker? No. She follows you on Instagram. Not okay. for real. Uh, <laughs> I've just learned that this is not. <laughs> this woman is a former Liberian refugee who escaped a pretty rough life or childhood, I should say, got to the streets of Atlanta and was homeless for a majority of years. Right. Okay. So um, she dealt with a lot um, in terms of being disconnected from her family, but 
kind of sacrificing it all for a better life for herself because she just didn't see any long-term future living in the conditions she was in, right? Right. So she somehow, some way gets to Atlanta, gets to the mean streets of Atlanta, is living homeless um, for years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the article doesn't say, but she somehow gets into bartending. Okay. So I'm guessing there was a job opportunity. I've read this article like three times in it, and there's no like clear conversion point. So we'll just use our imagination. Right. But she gets into bartending, I'm guessing, to find work, to do something. And um, she starts learning the craft, learning the trade of bartending. Um, and she starts getting creative and making these drinks that are appealing to her audience. And so it had gotten so it had gotten so crazy to the point to the establishment where she was bartending. People were asking what her work schedule was and inviting their friends so they can taste, you know, some of these concoctions she makes. So um, fast forward to now, Walker. She is um, she's a regional winner of Bombay's drink challenge, if you will. So imagine like um, a bunch of bartenders from all over the nation getting together, putting their concoctions together to be judged. Mm-hmm. All right. She won the regional version of this contest. So right. um, I, I don't know. I know, I know you're not a drinker. I drink on occasion, but um, I guess what's to be highlighted here is, you know, her struggle of her, like literally, <laughs> you know, pulling herself up from her bootstraps. I hate saying that, but um, you did not have to say that. I'm sorry. Way. I know, but there was no other way Walker. Okay. That's all right. So, Kiata, um, continue to success, success for you. Make sure your clients are drinking responsibly and keep making your drinks, man. We, we love you here at the TP. My shout out, my real shout out, <laughs> goes off to Charles C. Daniels and Samantha Daniels. They are the founders of Father's Uplift. Now, Gatry, that's when you asked me the million-dollar question. Walker, what is Father's Uplift? I'm glad you asked that. So Father's Uplift was created to provide resources and support to help fathers overcome barriers that hold them back from being present in the lives of their children. Now, basically, this is designed to help address the issue of mass incarceration. Because we oftentimes know that when fathers get put into the system or they get incarcerated, the relationship that they have with their children becomes strained under usual circumstances, right? right? Unless you have a a parent who is willing to still co-parent and, and allow them to be a part of their children's lives. Okay. Unfortunately, in many cases, that's not the case. So fathers who still want to have a relationship with their kids, it's a long, it's a huge hurdle trying to even get back in there. Hmm. Right. Yeah. And so that's where, and this is a uh, Boston based nonprofit. And so where they come into play is it provides programs, therapeutic, come back to the Mike Walker. Sorry. Thank you. It, <laughs> it you provides go. programs, uh, therapeutic intervention, uh, to help men address the trauma, addictions, emotional, and financial issues. Uh, the the organization also offers mentoring and counseling for youngsters whose fathers aren't present in their lives. And so I just want to shout out uh, these two individuals, the Daniels family, for uh, 
really doing God's work in terms of helping to restore fathers with their children, as well as help people who are dealing with the trauma of not having their fathers or children in their lives. So Walker, you know, this is tugs at my heartstrings. You know, this is like one of the, one of my things, you know, this whole fatherhood thing. So, um, yeah, this is incredible. Absolutely incredible. Absolutely. I don't know what else to say. Say less. Self-explanatory. All right. Let's all on to the foolishness. What we got, man? Walker, I have for you. <laughs> I, I, I want to be dramatic with this. Okay. Do you know, um, have you heard of Trump trying to build a wall? We haven't, uh, had, we haven't heard much press about it here lately. Yeah. But you know that. That's, that was to be expected. True. But you know the gist of it. Like, he said he was going to build this wall and have Mexico pay for it. Yeah. Right. So what I'm concerned with most about said wall is who is going to man this wall? Who's going to be employed to, you know, deal with people who may be able to evade said wall? So that brings me to El Paso, Texas. Um, I'm going to shine the player of the week focus on the entire Border Patrol of El Paso, Texas. I know they're not all guilty, but whoever was on the watch for this one. Yeah, we're calling you out. So, um, Border Patrol gets funded handsomely. We know this, right, Walker? So, they're, they're tasked, they're responsible for, you know, intercepting any threats that could try to creep across the border, right? So, they receive some intel about a certain vehicle that could be smuggling drugs across the border, amongst other things. So, um, everybody's heightened and, you know, the vehicle is spotted and it's approaching border protection. Have you heard of this or not in your head? No. Yeah, okay. I have. I have. You have? I have. Okay. So, the car is approaching and um, car comes in apprehended. Um, border agents swarm the car, ask the, per- ask the driver to get out. Um, I'm going to ask you, Walker, what do you think they found? Don't ruin it. Just go with the story. No, tell us. Okay. Walker, they found 154 pounds of pure Mexican baloney. <laughs> Excellent. Walker. <laughs> so no, that's the wrong one. It's no. the one you tell when we tell a bad joke. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Walker, so I know you're very cost conscious, conscious, and I know that you're very in tune about how your tax dollars are being spent. Smuggling baloney. Smuggling baloney. So um, the next time you're asked to pay taxes, shout out to Danielle Ridgway, by the way. Um, Just know that a portion of that is going to this um, blue collar service of border protection to keep you safe, Walker, because we know friends don't let friends eat Mexican baloney. El Paso Border Protection, you are my player of the week. I love when you let me get dramatic with these things. You're welcome. Yes. Um, my player of the week goes out to Manuel Van Santen. You've heard of him, right? Dude, me and Manny, we go back to third grade. We used to play baseball together. <laughs> All right. Well, you uh he you was the original to- Manny Fresh. <laughs> Struggling. <laughs> so anyway, um, this is 
Dude, Betty Fresh was killed. <laughs> Manuel. Manuel Fresco. <laughs> See, I know you weren't done. So, yeah, that's. Go ahead. Excellent. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. You, I think you got one more. You got one more. That's all the Spanish. No, come on, man. That's all the Spanish. I that's know. all you got. <laughs> Manny Fresh, Manuel Fresco. <laughs> Oh, anyway, you get these jokes for free, Walker. I know. Jeez. I know. Someday people are going to pay for this. <laughs> Wait for it. All right. So, so we hear about the ridiculous things that cops do to apprehend people and use obsessive force, right? Right. Oh, I mean, it's a bunch of baloney. If I'm Mexican baloney. <laughs> That's my last one. I knew you had one more. I knew you had one more. Don't lie to me and say you don't. I knew you had one more. That was good. Though. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, all the things that, you know, usually it ends up a person is unarmed, but they pose a threat. Right. And then, you know, oftentimes we have people who try to rationalize. Well, if the person will comply or if this person did this, the cop wouldn't feel threatened and, and this, that and the third. Well, Manuel used some force on this particular person. I want you to hear uh, more details about this particular story. Instead, things escalated and got worse and ended up a wrestling match between a teen with no arms and no legs and a very large sheriff's deputy. The officer, Manuel Van Santen, in his report says the teen squirmed and wiggled in a violent fashion. I don't know how a 15-year-old with no limbs squirms and wiggles in a violent fashion, uh, much less a fashion that justifies being assaulted by an armed police officer. Shout out to KOL, uh, KOLD News 13. Um, this occurred in Tucson, Arizona. And uh, up to KOLD? Yes. Cole. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm waiting. If, if you notice the pause, I'm waiting on Gatry. <laughs> now come back to the mic. I need to hear you. Go on. No, no, no. Take your time. Take your time. Dude, I'm butchering your play of the week. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's all right. You know, there are days I really don't like you. <laughs> Guess what day it is? <laughs> Please go. Okay. Anyway, um, this officer pretty much used obsessive force on a person with no arms and no legs that wasn't trying to run. And he mentioned how the person was wiggling in a fashion. That that how do you wiggle? How do you wiggle? Walker, after seeing the footage and connecting these words or these allegations, I'm like, man, this is the best y'all could do. What do you mean? It's sad. I mean that this description. Wiggling, dude. And you know what's so disgusting about this entire story? What? He's placed on what? Administrative leave. Oh, thank you. With full pay. Thank you, police department, for pissing off the people. But yes, he he is. But uh, granted, granted, nothing. You may get your wrist slapped there, but uh, at the player at the tipping point, we like to present you with an award. Getcher's reaching into the cupboard now to hand you one of these uh, nice little plastic awards, <laughs> and we want you to also also compliment complimentary 
with a seat that we want you to come and take one. All right. Have a seat and take this reward. Oh, Walker, before we issue this award, I got to ask a question. Oh, boy. Um, I think back to, to Isaiah Solomon. We had him on about a year ago, and mm-hmm. he was talking to us about law enforcement training. Do you think they train cops on how to handcuff amputees? <laughs> I should laugh at this Walker, but like for real, put yourself in the boots of this cop, right? You're arresting this. Hands behind your head. <laughs> like, what do you? How do you put your hands where my eyes can? can... Shout out to Buster. What do you do? I don't. I don't know. Like, even if you apprehend him, like, what do you? Well, you. Well, before you, if you're trying to apprehend him, do you? I mean, I'm playing devil's advocate with this question, but because the situation could have been handled differently. But like, what? What is he? This I man mean, has no arms or legs. None. None. So you just carry him out of there? Yeah. Okay. I don't. I, 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 I guess I, why he's. I genuinely don't know. I guess, I guess you tase him so he doesn't wiggle Walker, while you carry him out. You're you no. are the grimiest of grime. No, no. You want to know who's the grimiest of the grime? Manuel Fresco Manny Fresh (laughs) That's true That's that's grimier than your suggestion But That's all I'm I mean we're trying to figure out How do you feel threatened By a person with no arms and no legs Right To where you have to use that type of obsessive force Well Just to humor the listeners What was the skin color of this um, This individual Um I don't know actually It's depending Oh no I saw the cliff You saw it Of the amputee Oh, he's black. No, so that skin comes with a presented threat all by its own, all on its own. So amputee, amputee while black. How does that work? Ooh, AWB. Hmm. Amputee while black. That's a new one. That's a new wave. Okay, hashtag it. Okay, share it with your friends. Hmm. Could that be a title? Maybe. Okay. Amputeed while black. Wow. That'd okay. Be, that'll get some attention. <laughs> Wonder what that's about. <laughs> All right, man. That's, Walker, that that's was, all I got. Okay. Thank you for you killing mean, my player of the week. I appreciate that. Dude, I'm, I feel terrible. No, you shouldn't. It was, it was funny. People oh. are going to laugh at you for that. Okay. Um, anything else you got? That's it. I preached my sermon um, early on in this recording. <laughs> uh, you did week. a lot today. You did a lot today. You, you, hey, you deserve a nap. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> guys, we want to thank y'all for listening. And by the way, Gat and I, here at the tipping point, we want to wish you guys a safe, wonderful, happy Thanksgiving. If you're traveling, we pray traveling mercies well and beyond for you guys to and back to wherever you're going. Enjoy your time with friends and family and live it up. Eat what you'd like and enjoy yourselves. Gat, would you like to add anything yeah, more to for that? For goodness sake, if you've got Thanksgiving traditions, don't bring them to the tipping point because we don't care. Right, Walker? Sure don't. And that concludes our podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, me and Ronnie Gumble. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> this is the Tipping Point Podcast.